0: Welcome to SF Site Audio Reviews. This podcast, we're reviewing Neil Gaiman's new book, Anansi Boys. Gaiman invites listeners to explore a world where myth mingles with reality to create a grand altercation between gods, ghosts, and mortals, and somehow the story manages to be delightfully funny and slightly sinister at the same time. Anansi Boys is built around the legends of the West African trickster god Anansi, As both a man and a spider, Anansi's stories traveled with African slaves through the Caribbean and across America.
1: In the old stories, Anansi lives just like you do or I do, in his house. He is greedy, of course, and lustful and tricky and full of lies. And he is good-hearted and lucky and sometimes even honest. Sometimes he is good. Sometimes he is bad. He is never evil. Mostly you are on Anansi's side. This is because Anansi owns all the stories. Ma Wu gave him the stories back in the dawn days, took them from Tiger and gave them to Anansi, and he spins the web of them so beautifully.
0: Unknown to Fat Charlie Nancy, that very same web has been spinning around him for his entire life. Its hold begins to tighten when Charlie learns that his father has died while singing at a karaoke bar. Bemoaning his father's undignified passing, the estranged son decides it's just one last way his dad has managed to embarrass him during a lifetime of embarrassing moments.
1: There must be a hundred thousand respectable ways to die. Leaping off a bridge into a river to save a small child from drowning, for example, or being mown down in a hail of bullets while single-handedly storming a nest of criminals. Perfectly respectable ways to die. Truth to tell, there were even some less than respectable ways to die that wouldn't have been so bad. Spontaneous human combustion, for example. It's medically dodgy and scientifically unlikely, but even so, people persist in going up in smoke, leaving nothing behind but a charred hand still clutching an unfinished cigarette.
0: No matter the cause of death, Mr. Nancy is laid to rest and neighbours invite Fat Charlie to their home for a post-funeral meal. After eating, Charlie reminisces about his lazy, no-good father. When Mrs. Higler suggests he should not speak disrespectfully of his deceased father, Charlie becomes indignant.
1: Well, it's true. He was crap, a rotten husband, and a rotten father. Of course he was, said Mrs. Higler fiercely. But you can't judge him like you would judge a man. You got to remember, Fat Charlie, that your father was a god. A god among men?
0: No, just a god. Fat Charlie refuses to believe his father was a Nancy, or Mrs. Higler's other revelation, that he has a brother he never knew he had, named Spider, who inherited all the godlike abilities. No, Charlie won't believe a word of it, at least until his long-lost brother shows up on his doorstep early one morning.
1: Fat Charlie was not entirely sure how to greet a potentially imaginary brother he had not previously believed in. So they stood there, one on one side of the door, one on the other, until his brother said, You can call me Spider. You going to invite me in? Yes, I am. Of course I am. Please, come in.
0: When Fat Charlie invites Spider into his house and into his world, he loses his job? his fiance and almost his sanity. What transpires is a mind-boggling tale of magic, imagination, and myth wrapped up in hijinks and humor. Longtime fans may be surprised to find that this novel is actually very funny. Humor is never easy to write, but here Gaiman makes it look like a piece of cake. Sometimes the way a joke is phrased or the way a verbal prank is played on unsuspecting listeners will stir up a fleeting memory of Douglas Adams, or perhaps a brief nod to Terry Pratchett. But the humor here is all Gaiman's, and it's fun to see him having such a grand time. Clichés, puns, jokes, and some impossibly bizarre situations are delivered with a low-key approach that makes certain passages positively dance with glee. But things are not slap-your-knee funny all the time. In fact, there's also a nagging unease, impossible to dismiss, that makes it seem prudent to look behind your back, even while you're smiling. Lenny Henry does an exceptional job with a cast of characters ranging from African animal gods, to little old Caribbean ladies, to a mother-in-law nightmare. As a professional comedian, his sense of timing, characterization, and delivery is impeccable. It doesn't hurt that he's got great material to work with, that his performance brings an added dimension to the written word. For example, here's his interpretation of a seance conducted by four of Anansi's neighbors. They decide to help Fat Charlie communicate with the old African gods and for these ladies flexibility is key in the performance of their magical rites. Discovering a lack of traditional black candles, the resourceful women use candles in the shape of little black penguins instead. Soon other modifications are introduced into the ceremony.
1: Miss Knowles came back from the kitchen with a large glass bowl, which she placed at the centre of the table. She unscrewed the top from a bottle of sherry and poured a generous helping of sherry into the bowl. Now, said Mrs Dunwiddie, the devil grass, the St John the Conqueror root, and the love lies bleeding. Mrs Bustamonte rummaged in her shopping bag once more and took out to a small glass jar. It's mixed herbs, she explained. I thought it would be all right. Mixed herbs? said Mrs. Dunwiddie. Mixed herbs? Will that be a problem? said Mrs. Bustamante. It's what I always use when the recipe says basil this or oregano that. I can't be doing with it. You ask me, it's all mixed herbs. Mrs. Dunwiddie sighed. Pour it in, she said. Half a bottle of mixed herbs was poured into the sherry. The dried leaves floated on the top of the liquid. Now, said Mrs. Dunwiddie, the four earths, I hope... "'she said, choosing her words with care. "'That no one here going to tell me "'that they could not get the four earths, "'and now we have to make do with a pebble, "'a dead jellyfish, a refrigerator magnet, "'and a bar of soap.' "'I got the earths,' said Mrs. Higler. "'She produced the brown paper bag "'and pulled from it four Ziploc bags, "'each containing what looked like sand or dried clay, "'each of a different colour. "'She emptied each bag at one of the four corners of the table. "'Glad somebody's paying attention.' said Mrs. Dunwoody.
0: This book is almost impossible to categorize as it tells a story you simply must hear to fully appreciate. After hearing it, you may begin to believe that maybe, just maybe, Nancy, the god of storytelling, really had not two, but three very clever sons, Fat Charlie, Spider, and Neil. Thanks to Harper Audio for permission to use clips from their audiobook in this review. This is Susan Dunman inviting you to listen to audiobooks and read at the speed of sound.